0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 136 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covering May the 10th to May the 16th, Doctrine and Covenants, Sections 49 to 50. And today we'll continue with our focus on Doctrine and Covenants 49, looking at the revelation given through the Prophet Joseph Smith, to Sidney Rigdon and to Parley P. Pratt, along with Lehman Copley to take to the Shakers. Um, So we're going to have a look uh, from verse 8 onwards. In verse 8, in section 49, it says, Wherefore I will that all men shall repent, for all are under sin, except those which I have reserved unto unto myself, holy men that ye know not of. Now, first of all, um, we don't know who these holy men are. Uh, There is some possibility that it could be um, people like um, John the Baptist, perhaps, or the three Nephites or people like that. Um, But in reality, we don't know who they are. And certainly they're not us, um, anyone listening to this podcast. And so, you know, the fact is, is that all are under sin. And I think this is a really important message for everyone to understand is that everyone makes mistakes. Everyone um, is, you know, on a path um, that means they make mistakes along the way, no matter how righteous they are they are trying to live or how close to Christ they are trying to live. All of us are under sin, and so all of us require the support of our Saviour Jesus Christ, and we all need to repent. In fact, in verse twelve it says Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus who was on the earth and who is to come. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and whoso doeth this shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost by the laying on of hands of the elders of the church. So once again, you can see that, you know, in most opportunities we get uh, to hear the Lord sharing the most important parts of his gospel, they are regularly there in the Doctrine and Covenants to believe, to repent, to be baptized and to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Um, a very important um, reminder uh, to, to all of us, really, uh, about the importance of learning about the basics of the gospel and applying them uh, to, our, to our day-to-day lives so that we can um, be closer to him. This direction was obviously given uh, in response to the Shaker's faith that baptism, or indeed any ordinance, was not required for salvation or required for uh, a full repentance of sins um, overall in the church. And so it was something which was address specifically to that, along with, from verse 15, um, the their principle about celibacy uh, and that marriage is is not of God. In verse 15 it says, and again verily I say unto you that whoso forbiddeth to marry is not ordained of God, for marriage is ordained of God unto man. President Russell M. Nelson uh, said this about marriage. He says, quote, The subject of marriage is debated across the world where various arrangements exist for conjugal living. My purpose in speaking out on this topic is to declare as an apostle of the Lord that marriage between man and a woman is sacred. It is ordained of God. I also assert the virtue of a temple marriage. It is the highest and most enduring types of marriage that our creator can offer to his children. While salvation is an individual matter, exaltation is a family matter. Only those who are married in the temple and whose marriage is sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise will continue as spouses after death and receive the highest degree of celestial glory or exaltation. A temple marriage is also called a celestial marriage. Within the celestial glory are three levels. To obtain the highest, a husband and wife must be sealed for time and all eternity and keep their covenants in a holy temple. Close quote. This is a principle that is very clearly taught uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, when we read the family proclamation to the world, when we read of the, um, the scriptures and listen to quotes from church leaders in our day, um, marriage is ordained of God, marriage between a man and a woman. And in verse 16 it says, wherefore it is lawful that he should have one wife and they twain shall be one flesh and all this that the earth might answer the end of its creation. Interestingly, as um, the Lord says here, you know, marriage and producing children, bringing children to the earth is the purpose of the creation of the earth. Uh, and if that was not uh, to take place, then the earth wouldn't be fulfilling its purposes. Which I think is uh, is interesting. President Russell M. Nelson also said this, um, quote, Uh, Today, each wife may join with her husband as a partner unified in purpose. Scripture states clearly, Neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord. They twain shall be one flesh. Marvelously, it takes a man and a woman to make a man or a woman. Without union of the sexes, neither can we exist, nor can we become perfect. Ordinary and imperfect people can build each other through their wholeness together. The complete con- contribution of one partner to the other is essential to exaltation, close quote. I love that. I love that really interesting insight by President Nelson about how man and woman cannot be made without man and woman together um, and how exaltation cannot be accomplished or wholeness cannot be accomplished without ordinary and imperfect people coming together. Um Obviously, you know, it's just such a wonderful principle of, of marriage and how that relationship can be there. Obviously, it's hard work. Obviously, is something which isn't done lightly and should be done lightly. But it is something that when it is done with the Lord as a support within that marriage, uh, then great blessings and miracles can take place. Another um, point that is made by the Lord in this section uh, is about in verse eighteen, where it says, "And whoso forbiddeth to abstain from meats, that man it should not eat the same. That man should not eat the same is not ordained of God." Uh, so basically, that you know, if someone tells you that, that they should that you shouldn't eat meat, that isn't ordained of God. Now, being very specific and clear here, that does not mean that um, if someone is a vegetarian that they are not of God. Uh, let's make this very very clear. Someone and the the verse actually says. Whoso forbiddeth to to abstain from meats, um, they're not ordained of God. So basically, if you forbid someone to eat meat, that's not ordained of God. If you decide that you don't want to eat meat, if you want to be a vegetarian, that is absolutely fine. That's your choice. That's a lifestyle choice. Um, But it's when you forbid others from eating meat um, that, you know, that's a bit of an issue. Um, And of course, this is in specific... um, response to uh, the shaker's faith that that vegetarianism should be followed by everyone to be following God's commandments, which, you know, just doesn't make sense. Um, You think in the scriptures where Christ um, kind of gave loaves and fishes, um, you know, and I don't, obviously I'm not meant to, uh, and, you know, I'm not one to, um, I I, I don't have the, the learning and the research behind me to say, you know, exactly why that, that, They felt that vegetarianism was ordained of God and that no one should eat meat. But obviously they had got that from somewhere uh, and um, that was their belief. And so that's fair enough. Um, But, you know, fortunately for me and for many others, that isn't the case. Um, President Boyd K. Packer said this, quote, The word of wisdom is adapted to the capacity of the weak and the weakest of all saints. They that they teach the good things of the earth are made for the benefit and use of man young people learn to use moderation and common sense in matters of health and nutrition, and particularly medication. Avoid being extreme or fanatical and becoming a faddist. For example, the word of wisdom counsels us to eat meat sparingly. Lest someone become extreme, we are told in another revelation that whoso forbiddeth to eat meat is not ordained of God, close quote. And I think that's a really important uh, principle by um, brother um, by Elder Parker, Um about most things, really, like... It's the it's in the extremes that there are problems really, uh, and so listening to the principles of Christ, listening to his his gospel, applying those into our lives is the best thing we can do. Uh, following his commandments, not to you know an nth degree, like where we are trying to find ways that we can keep them even more, even though that isn't exactly what is said, like the Pharisees did in Christ's time, um, the like how they kept the Sabbath day by you know if someone had um, one of their working needles in their clothes then they would be punished for that uh, on on the sabbath you know i think it's making sure we live in moderation and understanding with each other thank you very much for listening today i hope you've enjoyed this study we'll continue and finish section 49 tomorrow and move on to section 50 please do follow the podcast and until we meet again